0: It's is a real pretty song. It's called The Texas River Song. It's a folk song. Well, we crossed the white Pecos, and we forded the new races, and we swam the Guadalupe, and we followed the Brazos. Red River runs rusty, and the Wichita talkly And down on the Brazos I courted my dear La, 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 Lee, lend me your hand La, 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 Lee, lend me your hand La, 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 Lee, Lee, lend me your hand Oh, the Trinity's muddy Graz's quicksand. The fair Angelina runs glossy and gliding, and the crooked Colorado runs weaving and winding. The slow San Antonio courses the plains, but I never. We'll walk by the Brazos again La 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 lee Lend me your hand La 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 lee Lend me your hand La 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 lee, lee. Lend me your hand All oh, the Trinity's muddy as this well the girls a little river, they're plump and they're pretty. The Sabine and the sulphur have plenty of beauties on the banks of the Natchez. There's girls by the school. I never will walk by the brasses no more. La, la la la
1: Happy Friday, Texas. This is February 25th. You're listening to Texas River Talk on KZSM.org, True Community Radio. I finally have my co-host Ray back in studio today. Finally. Dude, where have you been? Man, gotta eat. I know, work, right? Man. I know. It's hard to gripe about working, but at the
2: same <laughs> time,
1: I would rather be here. You got to pay the bills, though. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for tuning in. We got Tony Campbell coming in studio probably around 1 o'clock. He's going to have a surprise guest with him. I believe he's bringing his nine month old daughter. Oh, nine months. Yeah. Woo. So, our second female guest will be in studio today. Um, Derek McClendon, you know, him and his wife were in studio a couple weeks back. Again, Derek McClendon has an album you could pre it on Spotify, but it comes out, I believe, March 5th, next Saturday. Uh, so we'll, we'll give you a little tease of that next week, but we've got a lot of great music lined up today. That first one was Texas River Song by Towns Van Zant. He released that version in 1994. That song's also known as The Brazos River. It kind of goes under a couple different names, um, and the origins of that song are actually unknown. It's kind of an old folk song. First appeared on Vance Randall's Ozark Folk Song Volume 2 back in 1942 so 80 years old. Um, You know Richard Dobson has a really good version of that. Uh, He was actually born in Tyler, Texas. Grew up in Corpus in Houston. Split time between Nashville and Texas. Worked on shrimp boats down in Galveston uh, and oil rigs with a guy named Rex Bell who Tony Campbell knows well. Maybe we'll have a couple stories about Rex Bell. But Richard Dobson also appeared on KUT on January 22nd, 1995. He was a live guest with Townes Van Zandt. And that show was hosted by Larry Monroe. So a lot of people know Larry Monroe from KUTX. Um, But yeah, we have some good music lined up. Great interview. Tony's going to play a couple for us live. And we have some new music by Ellis Bullard. Uh, I got to see Ellis Bullard last Friday as Zealix. He did the song swap with South Texas Tweak and Nick Garza. So Ellis Bullard just released this new song called "Chasing Numbers." Came out last night. Ellis Bullard will be playing tonight in San Antonio at the Lonesome Rose. He'll be in Plano tomorrow. Anybody's up in the Dallas area, and then I'm gonna follow that one up with one by Todd Snyder. I'm gonna play his version of "Fortunate Son." Great. Heck yeah. All right. So here is Ellis Bullard.
3: Hit it down.
4: Some folks are born made to wave the flag, oh, they're red, white, and blue. But when the band plays "Hail to the Chief," they point the cannon right at you. It ain't me, it ain't me. I ain't no senator's son. It ain't. some more silver spoon in hand, oh, don't they help themselves, but when the tax man comes to the door, Lord, the house looks like a rummage there it ain't me. should we give they always answer more
1: This is Texas River Tonk, and that was Todd Snyder's version of Fortunate Son. That's obviously a Creedence Clearwater revival song that was on their fourth album, written by John Fogerty. Uh, that album was called Willie and the Poor Boys, 1969, right in the middle of the Vietnam War, kind of the as a protest song. And then Todd Snyder covered that on his 2008 album, Peace Queer. And Todd Snyder's going to be playing out in Flores, uh, in Helotes on May 5th so go check out Todd Snyder I know my boy Derek McLennan just saw him and Jamie Lynn Wilson out at Devil's Backbone but yeah so I got to see Tony Camel and Jamie Lynn Wilson last night at the 04 Center yeah how was it dude it's a really cool it's an actual church and they just do music during the week and then have service on Sunday so you walk in they had a bar set up in the church uh, so drinking some Coors yellow bellies in the church Catholic church I assume I don't, I'm just kidding I don't think so it looked very Protestant. It is on it's on Lamar, South Lamar, kind of over by what is what's over there, south of Old Torps.
2: Oh, right so, there by the half price books and all that. Yeah,
1: it's pretty close to all yeah. that stuff. So, really cool place to see some music. We'll talk to Tony about that show last night and some of his upcoming shows. Um, but we also have a new song by the Lonesome Heroes. The Lonesome Heroes are actually going to come on Texas River Tongue April 1st, so that's about a month away. They're playing at the Lonesome Rose in San Antonio tomorrow night with John Leroy. And they have, a free, they have free shows at Luster Pearl on South Manchac uh, Sundays in March. And they'll also be playing at Sam's Town Point on Sunday night, so they're double booked for uh, Sunday. So this one is called Western Style Saloons, brand new one by Lonesome Heroes.
5: I burned all my bridges, wore out my lucky jeans. It's my sixth straight sunrise, and I'm feeling sorta of green. I'm Travel so many crummy bars, I got a graveyard full of songs. Sharp way of rusty cars, it seems like I've been getting older, wearing my tires there. I need a western racing highway and a town to start over. at the cleaners can't rely on y'all good looks it seems the party's winding down but I'm just about to begin and then Dennis marches over with the whiskey and a devilish grin and all my bridges wore out my lucky jeans it's my sixth straight sunrise and I'm feeling sort of green I'm i
3: do nothing for you parking attended tax and I spend it suck it from the poor make another war catch the details on the TV news at four my old man says that's a paranoid construction cast your vote in the November election I'm too tired To protest it, I don't even know if I'm against it. Homer the free land of the free, so when everybody started picking on me, I'm just trying to get from here to there. Swear to the Lord, I treat everybody fair, and I don't want. No sympathy, a shake a hattie or a cup of tea. And that's my state of mind right now. I think I'll go out and eat a cow. And that's the truth as I know it to be. Here in the land, the land of the free. And if you don't like it, you can kiss my ass Cause I'd drive a monster truck
1: is River Tonk, KZSM.org, True Community Radio. I played you one by the Lonesome Heroes called Western Style Saloons. And then that last one was by Ramsey Midwood, Monster Truck. Ramsey's going to be playing Saturday at Sam's Town Point with Armadillo Road. That's in South Austin, again a great honky tonk. Uh, you ever heard Ramsey Midwood? I've heard that song, actually. Yeah, I like that song. Yeah, me too. Monster Truck. Kind of gives off a little bit of a Blaze Foley feel at first when he's kind of doing the talking version before the, the music kicks in. But now, we were talking about not being sexist on the radio, so I'm going to play a sexist, maybe a little bit of a sexist song. I was going to do this for my wife's birthday, Valentine's Day edition, but remember we had internet issues that day when Cooper Mormon was in here, so we kind of scrapped the music for that episode and just went with an interview. So if you didn't listen to interview with Cooper Mormon, go check that out. He just released a single last night called Back in Corona Time. He played that uh, acoustic version when he was in studio. But this song is by Tommy Luke. It's called Walkin' Talkin' Washing Machine. Tommy Luke lives up in the DFW area. He does an open mic every Tuesday from seven to 10 at McFly's Pub in Fort Worth. And he'll be playing at the Howlin' Mutt Brewing in Denton tonight from seven to nine. So this one is called Walkin' Talkin' Washing Machine.
6: Well, one of these days I'll have a pretty lady with her legs wrapped around me She'll have a nice name like susie carolina katie bell and a joseph vein she be five foot two with a button on her shoe best titties that you ever seen and when we get down and dirty know you never have to worry she's a walking talking washing machine that's right welcome to texas that's what we'd sing she's singing perfect harmonies and slamming on a tambourine no, never did I ever have to beg her, but I let her do anything she wanted to me. She's my walking, talking washing machine. Lord, I wants her, bring her to me. That's right. I'm just a loner with a boner and an owner of a 25-foot RV. I got a whole lot of gas and a little bit of cash and a VCR and a TV. I'm a-waiting on a gig at the end of the day, at a place I really wanted to be. And I ask myself, what's a stoner to do in October in Tennessee? I'm gonna find me a woman, I'm gonna bring her back home. I'm gonna treat her so nice that she never wants to leave me alone no i can't wait to meet her and greet her and treat her to a cracker and a piece of cheese she's my walking talking washing machine lord i want you to bring her to me that's right i walked straight up to the first pretty girl i see i said something shitty and her man came up and he knocks the shit out of me i'm laying on the floor and wait there's more i really really needed to pee so i pissed myself right there on the floor and everybody started laughing at me oh no and then i got real bummed and then i went straight home spent a couple hours just looking at the screen of my phone and then i looked on the rug I saw my dirty blue jeans. I need my walkin' towel in the washin' machine. Lord, it wants you to bring her to me. I need my walkin' towel in the washin' machine. Lord, it wants you to bring her to me.
3: My days are filled with moments of doubt and shame Seems everybody's in line to let me down I look all around, there's no one left to blame What have I done to deserve, my thornness? you never asked me if i wanted to be the son of god
7: Father, why have you
8: forsaken
7: me?
3: My silver's draws my water's mixed with wine wow.
1: Texas River Tonk. That was Sturgill Simpson off his Cutting Grass Volume 2 Jesus Boogie. I've had a special guest hanging out in studio. My buddy John out from Dripping Springs. He's got to get the big drip. And that's actually where Tony Camel's coming in from. So he should be in studio pretty quickly. But Tony Camel actually um, is from the famous, you know, uh, Grammy nominated band called Wood and Wire. They put out four albums and then also a live album from Scoot In. So I'm going to play one off of their first album. This one is called Ramblers Blues from Wooden Wire.
9: cost me too much money and it probably
1: Texas River Tonk, and that was Mr. Blaze Foley with Election Day. And, as you may know, Election Day in Texas is Tuesday, So we have the Texas primary going on right now, so hopefully you can get through Election Day. Now, I want to play one by Doug Kershaw. Doug Kershaw is going to be playing with Jesse Daniel and Kathleen Legendre at sagebrush on saturday night and i'll be there i do believe katherine starts at 8 jesse comes on at 11 and then doug kershaw plays right in the middle uh, that nine o'clock slot so hopefully i'll see some of you out there at sagebrush in south austin tomorrow Dirk, Doug kershaw just played um what was it he just played the grand Ole opera friday 19th last saturday uh and that song that I'm gonna play is called From a Little Flirt Comes a Big Hurt. And this came on his Swamp Grass album in 1972. So hopefully you can go out and see Doug Kershaw, the Raging Cajun live on Saturday. Jesse Daniels also gonna be playing on March 4th out in Kerrville with Dallas Burrow. And he'll be in San Antonio with Catherine Legendre on March 25th at Sam's Burger Joint. And then he's heading out West doing a tour with Summer Dean If you're in San Marcos tonight, you can actually catch Catherine Legendre at the porch on Hopkins. So here is one by Doug Kershaw called From a Little Flirt Comes a Big Hurt. Comes a little hurt. From a big flirt,
10: comes a big Pretty thing, well she was a pretty thing, I thought I'd give a try. sunshine
11: There's a light up ahead. I can't hold out very long. Give me credit, baby, but I always took the long way home. But money's just something to throw off the back of the train. Got a head full of lightning. In a hat full of rain, when I know that I said I'd never do it again. Sure, pretty baby, I always take the lonely home. Why well, put food on the table? Traded on tomorrow for the highway instead, watch your back, keep your eyes shut tight, love's the only thing I ever know, love you
1: listening to Texas River Tonk, KZSM.org, True Community Radio. We're broadcasting live from the studio in downtown San Marcos, and that was Whiskey Shivers with Long Way Home. Love those guys.
2: Man, me too. I I think that's more of a folkish.
1: It is. I love it. So Tom Waits actually wrote that song back in 2002, and Nora Jones covered it in 2004. Her version's really good. Yeah. Love Nora Jones, but that was off the Whiskey Shivers Romp Ahead album that came out in 2012, and I used to watch them around Austin all the time. They were just kind of a staple of Continental Club. They play Scoot In a lot. I actually saw them at the Scottish Rite Theater for one of their album releases. I think that was their self-titled album release that was produced by Robert Ellis. Uh, So Love Me Some Whiskey Shivers, that was Long Way Home. Now I'm gonna play you one called Honky Tonk Honeymoon by a man named Robert Klein Jr. He's gonna be playing in Martindale at the River Cafe tonight. 7 p.m., assuming weather is okay and that doesn't get canceled. He's going to be in Freeport on March 4th, and he'll be out in Wimberley on March 12th at the Lodge at Cypress Falls. And then I'll follow that one up with one by Shaker Hems, because Shaker Hems is going to be playing at the Happy Cow tonight, just down the road, Mm -hmm. um, out by Hunter. And then he'll be in Houston at the White Oak Music Hall with William Clark Green on the 4th of March and then they'll be out at Floors in Helotes with William Clark Green, Giovanni and the Hired Guns on March 12th. I actually got to meet the lead man from Shaker Hymns. His name is Niles. He opened up for Jake Worthington at Cheatham Street a couple weeks ago and he did a little acoustic solo uh, set to open up and he got to play this song. So I'll start out with one by Robert Klein and we'll follow that up with some Shaker Hems. So this one's called Honky Tonk Honeymoon. <laughs>
7: got a reputation, closing down and head back home for more, and you were raised on love and adoration, and my troubled heart keeps knocking.
1: and two Texas River Tonk, and that was Shaker Hymns. Would you tell me if I was losing you? They are an actual San Marcos-based band, too. So if you're from the area, you probably know them. Uh, hopefully, they'll be playing a lot of shows. Been trying to talk to them, get them in studio. But since they're on tour so much, kind of trying to figure out a date. But I'm going to play you one by a man named James Stinley. This one's called Black and White Blues. He's actually going to be playing down in Galveston, at the old quarter acoustic cafe. It's May twentieth with Noel McKay. Uh you ever been to the old quarter?
2: Dude, uh that's not where we went and
1: to like the one of the oldest bars in Galveston. We went to the Opry but the acoustic is right next to it. The old um yeah. Okay. Old Quarter acoustic is right next door. Okay. I believe they're in the same little maybe complex. We took some shots in there. That might have been it actually with your cousin? Yeah. yeah. Kind of remember that yeah. shots of James. So Thomas that was song.
2: that was pre-Texas River Tongue, but We went and saw Tyler Childers. And, yeah. Yep.
1: All right. I want to play a song. Said, so I'm going to play one, and then we'll get uh, Tony settled in, and have a chat with him. So here is James Stanley.
8: I- loose out of the county line clock me at 120 and a 45 i was doing what i had to do to stay alive because there's a horse from Harris county tall and mean four by four and the designer jeans at three fifty seven Yeah. My whole life that-
1: listening to Texas River Talk, KZSM.org, True Community Radio, and that was Bruce Robinson off his rapped album. That was Don't You Ever Call My Name. And we are proud to have Tony Campbell in studio from Wooden Wire. Got to see you last night at the O4 Center with Jamie Lynn Wilson. How you doing this morning?
12: I feel great, man. I'm on a high. Last night was really nice.
1: It was. was That's how it's an actual church.
12: It is. It operates as a church. The preacher was even there last night
1: yeah he had on that nice cowboy hat he did yeah he
12: did he was the loudest one in the crowd too yeah and um yeah i mean i was uh i'm skeptical of church venues but um just because it's hard to like take the church vibe out of it for people that you know just want to come see a show right they did a really good
1: job of that. the sound in there was great yeah the setup, you know, with the, with the seating, and they've already got it ready to go, and they had a bar, which they was do. nice.
12: Yeah, they make it comfortable for the, the people who, you know, feel their skin burn a little bit when they walk into a church like me. Yeah, so, I know you, uh... uh I mean, not I mean, just because the church doesn't want me there,
1: but... Yeah, you had that line where you looked up at the cross just to make sure we're going to fall on top of you and, <laughs> yeah. and crush you on the moment.
12: Well, I say a couple of bad words, you know, in yeah. my set. And,
1: just a few. Uh, so, not I too many. felt
12: like Jesus was.
1: That cow, the cowboy song though, that was a li- that one was a little fun.
12: <laughs> yeah, man, I I played a song and your listeners can look it up by a guy named Dan Reeder. who he's a he lives in Germany and he's a, he's an American guy who writes really like poignant but funny songs. Right. And uh, he's really honest in his songwriting and they're not all s- kind of stupid like that one at the end.
1: It was good though. It's it, like that Tyler Childers, uh, my loving loving hand yeah, song exactly. kind of thing. In,
12: to me, I think it's important that we don't take, that songwriters don't take themselves or songwriting too serious. Right. It's not that big of a deal. Mm-hmm. It really isn't. It can be all kinds of things. You can write about whatever you want. Um, and you can be creative with it however you feel it feels right to you.
1: Yeah, and he, he's on, uh, you, you mentioned it during your set, he's on the John Prine record label. Right, he's on O oh oh Records. O Records, yeah. They've only got a few people. I looked it up. On my way home, I was listening to his version of that song. Because I think that's the only cover you did last night. If I, You played that yeah. one bluegrass song on the banjo. Was that a Wooden Wire song? No, or? that's
12: a that's an old-time song. It's an old, okay. old-time old song. Nice. And, um, but, yeah, I, uh, I think it's like, you know, right now, I think it's John Prine, Dan Reeder, and Kelsey Walden are like the only three people on No Boy Records.
1: Okay. Or so,
12: but, you know, Dan, he, he does all of his own. He records at home. He sings all the plays all the instruments all the harmonies it's really sparse stuff really mm-hmm. unique highly recommended
1: yeah a lot, lot of uh, song titles that probably wouldn't get played on mainstream radio That's <laughs> That's yeah I but then it.
12: he'll then he'll write like you know good songs about life and marriage and stuff like really honest stuff okay. it's also kind of funny but not in a sort of dirty way that, that yeah
1: song ends. i had to dig into that catalog i've been working through wooden wire yeah um, so if you don't know Tony, right he's from the wooden wire band, Bluegrass, Grammy nominated. Was it twenty eighteen y'all were nominated for That's the Grammy? Great, yeah. And is that is that the same year y'all won the Black Fret grant too?
12: Yep. We actually found out one morning that we were nominated for a Grammy and then we went to the Black Fret ball that evening and got the grant that we
1: won. What a day.
12: It was a crazy day. It was really
1: so I have a good friend that's involved in Black Fred. He's kind of one of the voting members and been going to a bunch of those shows. Uh-huh. I think they're just starting this year's kind they, of series. Yeah,
12: they they started last night, I think.
1: Okay, that's really cool. Mm-hmm.
12: I think it's a cool organization. I think um, anything that can help the music industry in town stay afloat is sure. good. But there's always sort of strange connotations that come with sort of winning money. Yeah. because uh, It kind of automatically... It's impossible not to make it this way It becomes this sort of competition. So I think over the years they've evolved to make it a little less so and make it better in some ways. But um, you know, I, I owe them. I they not only that grant, but they throw you gigs. Mm-hmm, right. Private private gigs go to them to pick to get musicians and they throw them.
1: Yeah, a and lot then, of them. You have to be a member of the mm-hmm. of the group, right, or have or be a guest. I think it's so. To see some of those.
12: Then over the pandemic, they put on Zoom shows. for for people, and kept some of us paid doing that, too.
1: Nice. So for those of of you that are listening that don't know Tony and kind of your background, you you grew up in the Houston area? Mm -hmm. What part of Houston?
12: Well, I grew up in the Memorial area on the west side of town, uh, and spent a lot of time down on the coast. I came from a good place, good part of Houston. I was a lucky kid. Yeah. Uh, I love Houston. Yeah. I do I think uh, Houston gets a little bit of a bad rap.
1: Oh, yeah, especially, you know, the Dallas-Houston feud is kind of funny. It's funny. Um, Being from Austin, we don't really care too much about other towns, right? Um, But, yeah, my co-host here from Baytown, he knows Houston well. Yeah, man, I
2: lived in in Baytown. I also lived in Tomball. I (laughs) kind of split my time as a kid between those. And uh, I cruised down Memorial Avenue just last week because on the way – I, you know we were talking about. I, have, I, I don't go down there very often anymore my grandparents have passed away and my mom doesn't live there and my dad's not alive anymore so you know there's but anyway we went down there took my kids and they had interstate 10 shut down for whatever reason on a Saturday for construction right I mean it makes perfect sense so I got off and cruised up Memorial and my older son you know he, he's seen a lot of you so know, my wife's from Bel Air you know but he hadn't been down Memorial Avenue and I was telling him you know I was like this is like old school yeah. really nice you know and Anyway, he kind of had the big eyes, you know, because
12: there's money in Houston. You yeah, know? big time, for sure. And, you know, I, I didn't come from a billionaire family or anything, but I didn't come from a poor family either. I was, I came from a, I was lucky we were sort of upper, upper middle class, lived in a nice neighborhood. Well, so back
2: in the day, and this is what my wife says, being from Bel Air, you know, it was, it was middle class, you sure. know, just regular families. Now you have to have money, really, to move in there. Yeah. Know, I don't know about Memorial, but I know Bel Air, it yeah, just seems time. like the west side of Houston is a different place.
12: It is. Houston is a lot of different places. Yeah. There's a lot of different communities. It's really, really diverse city, as everybody yeah. listening probably knows. But a lot of the diver- the diversity is in pockets, and um, there's, there's, you know, socioeconomic uh, class differences, and they sort of stay, unlike New York, where everyone is just meshed together in a lot of ways, or something like that. Uh, there is a little bit of a... You know separation but at the same token by the same token I still felt like I was around way more diversity growing up than I would have been had I grown up in Austin
2: right so does that ever come through even I know you, you you know country music and bluegrass music that's not really a topic you hit on but you think that in some ways that influences you today
12: well sure I think so um I mean I grew up my grandparents were immigrants and I don't think I, I think what it did to my specific way of creating music is that, by the way, my nine-month-old daughter's here, and she's probably going to be a little loud, so if you're listening, I apologize for that. No, we love it. <laughs> <laughs> first, yeah.
1: first kid in the studio.
12: Yeah. But it made me write, I think, for that genre, for, um, for bluegrass and country music. My experience was a little unique, and I can only kind of write from my own experience.
1: Sure, absolutely. So
12: you don't hear a lot of bluegrass songs about the gold. So I think that's what made it gave it maybe a little bit of a unique flavor.
1: Yeah, I grew up just south of Lubbock. Um, but am I correct that you actually went to Texas Tech for a year or two? I did
12: I sure did, man. Yeah. I went to Texas Tech for one year. Okay. And I enjoyed it. Yep. I, uh, but I, I wanted to go to UT. I transferred and went to Texas and graduated from there eventually. But um, you know, I think I was too young to appreciate Lubbock because it's actually oh, yeah. a cool place.
1: Well, growing up there, the thing is, I wanted to get out of there as soon as I could. Right. So I moved to Austin where there's trees and water, right. you know, more culture, uh, diversity. And, uh, you know, I, 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 I really s- like Austin.
12: The sunsets in Lubbock are
1: epic. Right? Oh, yeah. It's just the wind and the yeah. sand kind of blew me out of town. <laughs> I get uh, Maybe a little bit of trouble, you know, that I got into. Sure. Um, but so you moved to Austin like around, what, 2002, 2003? 2002. Yeah. exactly. Yeah. And graduated UT in 05?
12: I graduated from UT in 05, the end of 05. So okay. I think technically my graduation was in 06.
1: So I graduated in May 05. All right. So we were probably in school at the similar time.
12: Shoot, man.
1: I got lucky enough to take a class on History of the Rock and Rolls and Blues with Clifford what, Antone. Antone? Oh, I, I didn't my get into God. that. class.
12: I wanted to take it, but I didn't get to take
1: that it. That was the coolest class I took. Yeah. But I heard I've heard you on I think Thomas Mooney's New Slang podcast yeah. you were on, um and you were talking about how just renting CDs from the library and ripping them onto your computer and kind of that's how you got into bluegrass.
12: Right. So it was a couple things, you know, jam bands I was listening to were sort of teasing bluegrass songs. And then O oh Brother Where Thou came out. Oh, yeah. And that was like, I think for a lot of people my age that didn't grow up in bluegrass communities, that kind of sparked the interest. It did. And um, I was a listener before I started learning to play it. And then in the UT Music Library, is a massive collection of all different kinds of music. So I st- while I was studying, I'd like go to the catalog and look up old Newport folk festival recordings with Ralph Stanley and right. old Bill Monroe records, Doc Watson. I had a ton of, like, random Doc Watson stuff. And they they were all just in, on CDs, and I'd write down the catalog numbers in order. I'd bring a, a box and a list, and I'd check out, like, 40 CDs at, at a time. And they'd, they'd pull it for me. Right. They didn't want people pulling them off the shelf. So I'd just give the list to the librarian. they go in the back, and 30 minutes later, they'd come out with a box full.
1: That's funny. I used to do the same thing with films, though. I'd go in there really? and, and check out their film library or watch them in the rooms. You know, they had, like, little rooms set up where you could listen to it. This is back when Napster was just getting started. Yeah. And if you wanted to download or rip a song, it would take you, you know, an hour to right. download a song sometimes. Yeah. Uh, so that was kind of hard to get your hands on music back then.
12: I literally have, and this isn't even necessary because you can just find it on streaming sites now, but I have hold, I've held on to my old hard drive oh, wow. my computer in college. Just you know, I don't even know how I could get the stuff off of it, but I was like, I'm just gonna pull this out and throw the rest away, keep the hard drive, because I'd like to know, I'd like to see that collection again, you know, and see what's on it and and re-listen to some of that stuff.
1: So where did you start playing? Did you? I think I heard you say you went to Flipnotics. Used to go there and hang out on Barton Barton Springs, right? They shut down in oh, I think 2014, but Flipnotics used to be a big, you know, place for artists to go.
12: Yeah, it was a cool place, and before that. I mean, I graduated, I went to Houston for a year and came back, and I was working a normal job. And started getting into the bluegrass community and uh, found some jams, and then eventually made it to Old Settlers, and, and they had started this bluegrass night at Flipnotics on Mondays. And a year or two after it had started, maybe a year, uh, I was sort of let in to pl- play on it sometimes. Okay. And that's really where, it's, where the whole... Between that and Old Settlers, that's where. That's
1: what I was going to ask next. When did you start making your way out to Old Settlers?
12: The First Old Settlers I went to, I want to say it was in 2007. Okay. And um, it was either 2007 or 2008. It was the first time I had seen that kind of a music festival. Certainly that kind of a bluegrass festival. I'd never, i have been to plenty of music festivals. Right. I was obsessed with going to see concerts. Yep. For a long time. I was always the guy in the front. But I'd never been to a festival where you could camp out. And there are banjos rolling all night long. Yeah. And
1: Speaking of rolling, we we get yeah, every man. once a show. There's gonna be sirens going. Are, you, are, are,
12: are they after you, Tony? It seems <laughs> yeah.
2: like they're getting closer. Uh, my, still,
1: it's always the firefighter because they're there right next door. Yeah.
12: My inspection's out. I think that's <laughs> what it is.
1: So we have the fire fire station recording studio right next door too. <laughs> nice. Yeah. And then the firehouse is right right across from that. So every show, without a doubt, they're gonna roll through. Yeah. At that's some cool. Point. It's
12: a good aesthetic.
1: And what about Utopia Fest? You also played mm-hmm. Utopia Fest, right?
12: Yep, played Utopia Fest with Woodwire and, and under my own and with myself or uh, with the band that I was picking with last year. Um, great festival um, and great people and really a homegrown family thing.
1: So I, I got to go when it was out in Utopia still. Right. Um, and we camped out there, saw Shaky Graves come on and do like a surprise set. So I love those, those types of camping festivals for sure.
12: Yeah, that Utopia property was beautiful so far away mm-hmm. you know, i think i really like the new place that they had it at this past
1: fall I yeah it was beautiful. i haven't had a chance to make it out there yet but i know you just released your first solo Not record yet. right and that's the first solo record that uh next waltz put out so that's, yeah. a, that's a big deal right for for bruce to kind of
13: <sighs> man put,
1: put his uh faith in you and i think it says a lot about about you and your your music
12: thanks man i uh it's an honor and, and i'm very fortunate because um when Wooden wire decided to you know sort of take a break or not do anything in 2021 at least at that point that was sort of what we were going to do i was able to just pivot and start up basically start on a record immediately if i hadn't had bruce in my corner i don't really know i would have done something but it wouldn't have been what what we were able to create right and uh, so i was really lucky and, and bruce is a hero and he's fantastic obviously a fantastic writer and singer but great producer too and a really creative mind right and uh, he's got a cool team
1: i mean it shows on the album um i know you've talked about the song selection like he helped you kind of choose which songs he really liked and kind of maybe which ones he didn't like mm-hmm. and y'all just kind of tightened it down to the best 10 songs best 35 minutes you had right and it, it works perfect for a vinyl platform because you have five songs on each side mm-hmm. uh, and it just all the songs are just they just go so well together
12: Thanks, man. I was wondering if it would happen that way. Yeah, We got together. I showed him the songs I had. And he liked a few of them, didn't like a few of them. After the first meeting, it was clear I needed more songs. And I was lucky that I had been working on a few things, but that sort of lit a fire under me to get, get to work and really right. get um, finish some songs. I was feeling some inspiration, and so I finished a few songs. Found some old songs that were, were incomplete that I ended up working.
1: Yeah, some of them you wrote six, seven years ago. Yeah, right. Yeah,
12: for sure. And uh, some of them, a couple of them, we tried with wooden wire, but they didn't quite fit or didn't work. You know, I, just, I was just really, really lucky, and now I'm. Yeah. And now I've got this record, and people seem to like it, and I'm proud of it. I think it was a good start, but I'm just getting started now.
1: I mean, it's great, and the team of musicians that y'all put together to yeah. work on that is unreal. Once you start looking at their credits and the thing, right. the other artists that they've worked with. I know scott davis was out there last night yep he played a song with you you had the accordion going yeah and then he played awesome. with jamie mm-hmm.
12: yeah jamie lynn wilson was great last night and scott davis played with her and i didn't know scott well until i started working at the bunker here and there and he played on the record and he has played and plays with everybody i mean everybody right from hayes carl band of heathens jamie lynn wilson to uh, uh jack ingram to bruce and kelly it's 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 almost like in this genre, <laughs> there's nobody that he hasn't played
1: with. And Jeff Queen's the same way. He same played Pet Petal yeah. Steel, Dobro, and, and Lap Steel. He's played with Jason Eady, Reckless Kelly, yep. Jason James, who's going to be at the Redbird Listening Room, I think cool. tonight or tomorrow. Excellent. Love Jason James. Um, I mean, it's just, it's crazy. Noah Jeffries. Yeah, Noah's Fiddle.
12: amazing. And we, used to, we were roommates for a little while. one of my best friends. And uh, as well as, um, uh, and a guy I didn't know well, but had done a few recordings with Josh Blue on the drums. He was really pivotal to the sound of that record. Oh, yeah. He's got a really cool way of playing and an interesting vibe. And uh, and, and as well as Bill Whitbeck playing bass, the San Marcus native. Yep. And who has been playing bass with Robert O'Keefe for the last – now that he's uh, – that Robert's going to go off the road, I'll have to call Bill to come play a few gigs. Yeah. I hope, I hope he will.
1: <laughs> and he co-wrote Slow on the Gulf with he you. He sure right? did. Y'all started doing that six years ago or so.
12: Yeah, and I wrote – this river uh, with his son, David.
1: Yep. David Beck. David to Beck. Tauna Weekend. Yeah, I love those guys. Um,
12: yeah, I took that song to David. We, we got together at the BMI office in Austin. And I don't do a ton of co-writing, but I had that song. and I didn't really know where it was headed. It actually had a different melody at that time. He wrote a few lines, but what he really did that sort of made it what it became was to help me arrange it. And came up with some cool things that should be the core you know i mean he he helped me sort of see it in a different way and then i kept working on it changed it a lot even since that meeting and it ended up where
1: it is now i think you play the demo because you have also the um, behind the liner notes the podcast right right back down home that you've been doing i mean yeah. um, talk about I think maybe episode three, maybe, where you're writing that song with him, and you play the demo, I think, at the end.
12: I played the demo of Slow on the Golf.
1: That's the one, yeah. okay, yeah. yeah. When,
12: That's we, the one. when I wrote it with Bill here in San Marcos mm-hmm. at his house, um, and I included that demo to sort of, that was at the end of that session. It's just so. a phone demo, so people could kind of see the sort of first version of it. And there were a few things I wish, that <laughs> I was like, oh, man, I forgot about the way I sang
14: that line. That would have been
12: cool to do on the recording, but.
1: Yeah. So so what I the know there's four episodes on that podcast. Are you yeah. gonna continue that or yeah,
12: I am, but th- I started building a building on my property in Briffling okay. Springs and it's taken up a ton of my time. And and you know what? Make a podcast is really hard work, man. Yeah. I, I didn't expect it to be so hard. I I aim to do a few more episodes. I've I've done a recording of interview with my friend Caroline Rose for an episode. I got some stuff with Bruce I wanna put back in and I got an interview with this guy, Shojo Jacques, who showed me the song. Ruben's Train that's on the record. And I'd like to do those three and then I'm not sure if I'll continue or not.
1: See where it goes from there? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Cool.
12: But I, I like podcasting, it's fun.
1: Yeah, it is, and it's really good. I like I like the behind-the-scenes look and the stories with Rex Bell in episode yeah. one. That's really cool. Um, but y'all talk about the Old Quarter Acoustic yeah. Cafe and the history there.
12: Yeah,
1: man. Um, I haven't been there. We were just talking about this off-air or maybe it was on-air, um, but we went and went to the the opera house down there mm-hmm. it's right next door isn't it Aren't it's they? just around the corner yeah, yeah that's what I thought it's, it's real close together so the, the tie in is we went to go see Tyler Childers open up for Robert L. King
14: yeah
12: man.
1: so that was an amazing place to see a show I walked out of there just amazed at Robert L. King and his band yeah just how good and how tight they were together yeah um, man it's, it was amazing
12: you know it's sad to see Robert call it quits on the road but mm-hmm. he's not calling it quits you know right. he's, he's got a lot to offer as an elder statesman Sure. And who's his daughter um, is is producing that podcast that he's putting out, the Americana podcast. Okay. And you know, I think he's got a lot to offer as far as nurturing young songwriters. And and uh, you know, I don't know Robert, but I've done a few shows with him. And uh, I think I think he's for the when you're you know six in your sixties, I can see it getting a little old, you know. So, yep. And I traveled with him. I I went on. I did a couple shows with him. And, you know, he's sleeping on the bunks in the, in the bus. I mean, buses are nice, but they're not, like, luxurious. You know, you're living in a tiny apartment with, like, seven sure. people. Sure. So it's not as though he has his own bus or he gets, like, the back lounge to himself. I mean, he's in the, in the dirt with them all. So.
1: Right. But I really like the record, just how, again, every song seems to have its own sound. It's not like you where just some albums. They just sound the same, but yours just kind of ebbs and flows. And it, Thanks, man. You bring in, like, the heat. Under the first song on that B side of that album and with the horns you said y'all dubbed the horns over that's the only
12: we did i want to back up for one it, second so yeah. you i'm glad you think it flows because that does, was one yeah. of the things i was worried about and bruce and i were talking about we were preparing for it because they all had different vibes but we were trying to find ways to make sure that it sounded cohesive and i i rewrote some of the songs to make some of the subject matter more cohesive but that part that heat song mm-hmm I was really worried about that one just coming out of the blue with those horns. The horns were Bruce's idea. Yeah. And I was a little, I don't know if this is going to work, man. You know, I wasn't so sure. Because the horns come in really hot, you know. Yep. And but I, I liked the idea of the horns because I wanted to do something strange. And the lick that it opens with, I kind of was inspired from Frank Zappa mm-hmm. from that lick. So I liked the idea of sprinkling that in. But I was a little worried it would be so off the wall that people are like, well, what the hell is this? He just played a bluegrass song. Why is this...
1: Uh huh. Next. So I don't know if you're familiar with Joshua Ray Walker. Oh, absolutely. So that's Sexy true. After Dark, how he's yeah. got the big horns on that. Completely different from the other stuff he's put out, right. but it just works. Mm-hmm. And when they play it live without the horns, um, his steel player, Ditch, just makes those horn sounds on the, that's song cool. the slide. You know, I mean, it's amazing.
12: And that's a fun challenge, too, is is deciding how these songs should be played live. And mm-hmm. um, working that out has been really fun. I've been playing with some great players. And, and it, the show that put on over the release week and the release month it's pretty rocking like it was the album has an acoustic vibe but when we were doing the shows we wanted to be loud and fun so i mm-hmm. played some electric guitar on those it, it, it was a lot of fun i'm looking forward to doing some full band shows again here pretty soon
1: yeah i know you have some shows coming up you're going to be playing in houston on march 3rd yep at the lost concert cafe yep. with future birds
12: yeah opening for future birds and then i'm going to tulsa the next day with sam morrow Yep. And then, um, and then we're taking some vacation. Then, we're, then I'll go back and do a few solo shows at the end of March, opening for the Yonder Mountain String Band.
1: Yeah, you have three, three shows lined yeah. up with them. you got one at the Scoot Inn, which yeah. is a great place. And you all did a live Wooden Wire album we there, did,
12: too. Yeah. That was a really special night. I'm glad we got that on record.
1: So March 24th at Scoot Inn. Then you'll be in Houston on the 25th at the Warehouse Live. Yep. And then uh, the 26th, sixth will be at the Dallas Bomb Factory. You got so it, So man. you're making the be rounds.
12: will be opening those shows solo, so we'll see how that goes.
1: Man, last concert, huh?
12: Yeah, man, that's an institution. Yes, it is. Houston institution. I, Since
2: Fitzgerald's closed down, it's kind of like I've noticed more people are playing. I mean, it's been gone a few years now, yeah. but I've seen more people are playing the last concert. It has kind of assumed that mantle of the place for...
12: I, I hope so. I, I think it's needed a little bit of a bump.
2: You know, it was kind the of the hidden years. spot for yeah. many years. You yeah, know?
12: and th- some people bought it that love it and... I think they really want to see it thrive, so I think they're making some changes to make it um,
6: <laughs> more
2: family friendly yeah,
12: or just more just more of a fun place to go, yeah, because it kind of started going downhill a it, little bit in some ways. It was and, old
2: twenty years ago, you yeah, know, I know.
12: So, yeah. Um, the cafe, they don't really serve food anymore no. since the pandemic, so I think they're gonna try to make like small listening shows in the cafe and, and uh, make the bar situation a little more easy to get yeah. to get your drinks and like and, and just make the place a little nicer a little more comfortable so that people who didn't necessarily know about the Last Concert Cafe will go there and find it and they're going to bring in acts that are a little different than they've had in the past but uh, no I, I love LCC and, and we will be I, I would like to play a show I'd like to have my own show there with a full band yeah, uh, later in the summer, so we'll see.
2: Yeah, cool, man. Well, you know what? Let us know. I mean, I get a lot of people. I have another show before this, and I play all kinds of music. Cool. So I'll definitely promote that. I have a lot of people that listen from the Houston area,
1: so maybe great. I can help out some. You know, that's
12: a great thing, man. We should. I'll definitely let
1: you. Know. Yeah. Okay. Cool. And then in April, you're going to be in Tulsa with Charles Wesley Goodwin.
12: Yeah, man. Uh, we're doing two nights in at
1: uh, Mercury the Lounge. Mercury Lounge. Yeah. Thank you.
12: Yeah, I mean, they're midweek, which is fortunate because that's when we have child care. Yeah. So we're just going to do a quick, like, in and out. Like, go do those two shows and come straight home. And that guy is killing it. He is. And, he's, he, and for good reason. His record's great. If you don't know, I think it's Godwin, but yeah, it's Charles that's right. Wesley yeah, yeah. Godwin. Godwin. He's out of West Virginia. And uh, check his, his his music out, I think. Everyone yeah. listening would really, really enjoy
1: it. Yeah, I have, I have that. It's a double record, too. So yeah. I have that album. But I was supposed, to, I think I was telling you last night, I was supposed to see him open up for Ward Davis mm-hmm. at Buck's Backyard, and he was on tour with Zach Bryan, and I guess he decided he was uh, in, a, in a good spot and yeah. didn't want to come. Uh, well, so Zach, I missed out.
12: Zach Bryan is playing for massive crowds. Yeah, he is. I mean, it's, overnight, just yeah.
1: success. It's unreal.
12: If you can get those opening slots and play for guys that are doing that, mm-hmm. and, and you get the opportunity, that crowd, the, that sort of, um, I don't know if you, what, I mean, I like to just call it country music, but mm-hmm. the crowd that likes that style of like good country music, they are always looking for new people. So, frankly, I played tons of opening shows for jamgrass bands, bluegrass bands, and those those people have those bands have such dedicated fans that their fans are like, "Man, we're here to see that,"
14: mm-hmm. and
12: and you could you could convert some people and do well, but it's not it's so much more convertible in this scene. You will. Yeah, and so I'm excited to, to do those shows with with him in Tulsa because Tulsa is a really cool town. It's not that far, mm-hmm. you know, so I can hit the, get there on a weekend pretty easily.
1: Sure, yeah. you have a good buddy that lives up there. But the first place I got to see you was Ghost Note. Yeah, back in November, mm-hmm. and they're bringing in some really cool bands out in Ghost Note.
12: Yeah, and I'll be back there the evening of March 19th. Okay, and um, it's. Uh, Really, really good beer. Great for yep. a beautiful mm-hmm. setting in Dripping Springs, and it's sort of family-friendly, but yeah. it's also a great place to party.
1: Kenny, Kenny and Thelma, really nice people that run that. Super sweet people. I think you were actually – you played, and then you were going to Green Hall to open up for Ricky Skaggs that night. You had double yeah. booked. And you were like, I got to get out of here.
12: Yeah, I played for three hours at um, Ghost Note, loaded my stuff up as quick as I could, down, hauled ass down to um, – green and open for Ricky Skaggs, and that was one of the best crowds I've ever played for. Really nice.
2: Cool. Man, I grew up listening to Ricky Skaggs, yeah, you know, and I, I like that he's really, I mean, it's been a long time now, but, you know, the country the country market kind of left him, and then mm-hmm. he, he had the rebirth again, and now I feel like he's selling out more shows than he ever did in yeah. his earlier career, you know.
12: Yeah, he, he looks good too, man. He's lost some weight, and he's like, God, I was some at a and when he walked into the, when he was getting ready to get on stage, he was wearing like skinny jeans. Huh. And I looked at his bass player. I was like, damn, man, Ricky can pull those skinny jeans <laughs> off. I'm, he's like, oh, yeah, man. He's got someone that helps him look good.
1: Nice. <laughs> but if my memory serves me correctly, because I see so many shows sometimes that um, they blend together, but did you play an audio slave cover that night? Did you play I, Highway?
12: No, I, I played an audio slave. I didn't play audio slave. I did at um, Ghost Note.
1: Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah that's yeah. what I'm talking I about. Because I didn't make sh- it to green. Show me how to live. That's the one. Yeah. Oh, man. I'm thinking
12: about recording that. Just me, you know, just to, for fun. Yeah. And uh, do a video, you know. I don't want it to be too, like, cheesy or like I'm fishing for video views or anything. But people seem to like
1: that. Video like, content is Dude, yeah. people love Chris that. Cornell. Yeah. I love
2: Chris Cornell. Yeah. I, I mean, our era, I mean, I'm again, we grew up from the early 90s on all the way to his death. I mean... Mm. You know, Soundgarden, Audio Slave, his solo stuff. So I'm sure any time you play
12: any of his stuff, he's one of the greatest singers of our generation. And, you know, I tune, I'm not singing it in the same key that no. he's singing it in. Okay. Right. <laughs> Wouldn't it be possible? Quite a bit lower than, and I'm singing as hard as I can. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, I might do that. That's an idea I want to run by Bruce. We'll see if he's into it. Hey, you know what?
2: I love this conversation and all, but this show has to end it, too. Uh, Don't we want to
1: hear some music? Yeah, yeah. Let's get a call, man. So the first song that really got my attention on the album was This River. One, because this is River Tonk, obviously, and I'm a sucker for a River song. Um, And that's a great one. Again, you co-wrote that one with David Beck. Right. Right. And David Beck's going to be playing Cheatham Street, March 26th. Um, That's a great song. you mind playing that one for us? I don't mind at all. Oh, man. Let's hear it.
13: don't mean a goddamn thing that's just only something something that the rich folks say rolling 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 down this muddy line i'll just keep on rolling. To so miss you come back home that's just how this rivers that's just how this rivers
1: song Thank you. i really like that one again that's the first one that caught my attention but then they're like they're all so good um who am i kidding yeah, i think yeah, that the best lines, my favorite lines on the whole album are from that song i wake up in the morning feeling 10 feet tall <laughs> right uh when the evening comes i ain't a man at all like that and the <laughs> way you deliver it when you're playing live thanks i man. mean it's yeah that one hits home because my wife used to travel a lot for mm-hmm. work and i understand uh, especially with the family setting that yeah that uh a little bit of a break is a blessing every now and then. Um, you know, me and my wife talk about that.
12: Yeah, uh, that's true. But it's, that's definitely true, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, it, uh, it's hard to leave. Yeah. It's hard to be gone. And we're really lucky because we have a lot of support and family nearby. I've got a wonderful mother-in-law that right. comes and helps out. She lives nearby. And, uh, and also just, you know, we're just lucky in that
1: regard. So. Good for you. Um, yeah, my mother-in-law's pretty good too. <laughs> Shout out Sid, she doesn't she doesn't listen much, but hey. Um, and then the second time I got to see you was at Willie's Joint. You did the gift drive for the Brown Santa out there. They had to re-rechange the the order so you could make it to Hayes Carl at Antone's that night, yeah. I believe.
12: Yeah, another sort of turn around and run away as mm-hmm. fast as I could. My booking agency, uh, the the one of the guys, Mike Krug, he puts on a. He puts on a brown Santa event down in Buta, where It's a toy drive mm-hmm. for Christmas, so I was there. And, and then after I committed to that, I was gonna. I was asked to open for Hayes Carl at Anton's that same night. So fortunately, it's a loose, easygoing family event they do yeah. every December, and I was able to switch the order and I'll ask yeah. Man,
2: I feel like your stories about this is showing really you have to work to be a musician. Yeah, man. You mean you're? I mean, I already know that, but you know, a lot of these, a lot of these. You know, it takes a special kind of person to really commit.
12: I think so. It's 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 a mix of being really dedicated and grinding and, and hardworking, and then also just really really not wanting to go back and get it, a regular. Man, workout. I know. I oh, mean, <laughs> uh, 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 yeah, it so, would be. I like to say well, I work really really hard at not working. What
2: did you do at, before, if you don't mind me asking?
12: I sold for seven years. I sold knee and hip replacements. Ooh yeah it was I actually really liked the job I mean at least good. you're helping people yeah I think so in some ways and, and it was I really enjoyed working with uh, nurses and doctors and stuff so.
2: right yeah
12: and uh, I I, I, uh, I miss the people I worked with but I don't miss that job very much in, as far as the what I had to do you know?
2: right right freedom is you know you can't put a price on it right
12: right exactly at least I I'm doing what I want to do exactly and uh, I'm I'm not I'm motivated in a whole different way because of
2: that. What you do also allows you to do other things in life you enjoy. Yeah, for you know, sure. Man. The, the family. Yeah. You know, it's it's hard being away from the family. You know. It
12: is. It is, and I haven't even traveled that much since she's been born. So I don't Does really. know Does she sing that's like. with you when you were <laughs> singing? I felt like she wanted to sing along
2: with future singer.
12: I play I play for her in the mornings, and and uh, she she it distracts her. She likes it, and then she. Gets distracted by her toys. Yeah, you know. But we'll see. I'm gonna let her do whatever she wants. Right. If she's into it. Great. If she wants to learn an instrument, cool. If not, that's cool too. Yeah.
1: Right. But you've recorded at some really great um, studios around here. So obviously, out in Lockhart with mm-hmm. Next Waltz, but the Zone in Dripping Springs. That's where y'all did a lot of those wooden wire records, yep. right?
12: we Did the last two wooden wire records there. It's great. Incredible yep. studio.
1: And then uh, Yellow Dog out in Wimberley. You've done yep. what, did, what did you do out there?
12: I did a song, uh, a solo song for a, a an independent film that came out uh. called Texas Cotton. Okay. Great soundtrack. So look up the cool. Texas Cotton soundtrack. It's oh, got well. me. It's got Coulter Wall, Summer Dean, Mike and the Moon Pies. Mike himself just does a solo song on there. Uh, it's got... Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's a really good... Like, if you wa- look at that soundtrack, some really awesome...
1: Texas Cotton.
12: Yeah, Texas Cotton movie soundtrack.
1: Okay. Yeah, it's cool. really,
12: really, really good, truly. And I, I actually recorded the second song, or the third song on the record, Johnny Law, on my record. Mm-hmm. It's a solo version of that song. So, so I, uh, I've actually got another version of that out
1: there. That's cool. Yeah, man. And I, and I have to mention this, because you also won a T.O. award. Uh, T.O. Bruce, who's on... Yeah. Uh, Twitter, a big supporter of Texas music. Um, he picks an album every year as the album of the year, and he, uh, he gave that to you.
12: That was really sweet of him to do that. I, yeah. I, uh, I met him at Bunker, and uh, he took a liking to me in the music, and when the record came out, he seemed to enjoy it. Yeah. It's a really nice thing for him to do. He's yeah. really active on Twitter, has a lot of followers. He does. I think, I, think I think he's turned a lot of people onto my music, so mm-hmm. thanks, T.O. Brutes. Appreciate you, man.
1: I've been trying to hook up with him, but I was honestly lobbying behind the scenes for him to award that to you. I, oh, was, were like, you? I was messaging him. I was like, I was like, how can you not give it to Tony? And oh. he, he messaged me before he tweeted it out. He's like, I'm gonna give it to Tony. I was That's like, cool because
12: there's some really good records on that list. Like oh, Jesse Fantastic, Daniel. Fantastic.
1: Yeah. Um, I think Garrett T. Caps was on there too.
12: Yeah, Hayes Carl too. And yep. uh, I can't remember who else, but it's really strong.
1: It's just got to be tough because there's so much good music out there.
12: It's it's a it's really right now. There's some really, really good music being made, and I'm, I'm happy to be among them. I, I, like the, I like the competition, I like the challenge, I like that there's a lot of really good music being made, and, and I'm not scared of it, I want to I be a part
1: of it. Right, and it seems like the, the community yeah. is pretty supportive of everybody, you know, I mean, right. a lot of sharing and mutual love going on, so that's cool.
12: Yeah, it's a really special thing to be a
1: part of. It. So we do have time, if you want to squeeze in one more. Sure. What do you think about playing?
12: You tell me, man. You you. What do you want to hear?
1: I already requested one. You ever? You want me to pick another one? Go ahead, man. How about "Slow on the Gulf"? Yeah, sure. All man, right, let's that do that you. one. That's really what I wanted to hear. <laughs> yeah. <Right>. Yeah. <laughs> Great song. Yeah,
12: this is the one I wrote with Bill that we were talking about earlier at his house here in San Marcos. Uh, it was like a really horrible flood. Like as we were writing, we went to Herbert's afterwards and then got back to his house and it was like just dumping rain and flooding everywhere and I had to wait around for a few minutes before I could go home. Uh, But uh, I was proud to have Bill on the record.
2: Man, you get washed away here. That's a big change from Houston to here. Houston, that's a different kind of flood. It's a whole
12: different thing. The water moves a little faster. Yeah. But Bill and I, I, Bill grew up in uh, La Porte and so all the time we we spent down on the coast around all those funky coastal people. We kind of grouped them all into this one guy and wrote this song.
13: Wake me up now Get me up off the floor Wake me up now Get me off this floor I can't stay down here I've been running for too damn long. I've been running for too damn long. I'm going back down home where I belong. Back down home, back where I belong. I've been running too damn long. Things move slow on the Gulf of Mexico. I got an old flame living down on the bay, I got an old flame living on the bay, said I should have come down there and I back to my old dog and an old guitar, back to my old dog and an old guitar, I'm gonna make my living, sing at the bar, back down home, back where I belong, I've been running too damn long, things are so, on the Gulf of Mexico, the sounds I hear, sights I see, sure pieces of my memory. Walking roads of oyster shells Ragged shrimp folks ringing rusty bells Things move so on the Gulf of Mexico Here we go To go from Mexico.
1: All right, love that one. Thanks. They're man. all so good. I mean, it's hard to pick a favorite, <laughs> uh, but that one's up there for sure. I really appreciate uh, but thank it. Thank you. If you like what you heard, I would uh, have you consider going purchasing back down home. Please. Um, and if you if you have a record player, get the vinyl. Yeah, man. That's a great option, and it's nice. It's a nice thick record. You got. Yeah. It's got like some weight to it.
12: Yeah. It's uh, it's also got cool design and it stuff, and, and we worked really hard on the artwork. By the way, my last name is spelled with a K. I have to explain that because yeah. otherwise they'll look up Campbell's soup. But it's K A M E L. You can find me at Tony at Tony Campbell Music on all the stuff.
1: So. Yep, go check him out. And if you have a chance to see him live, I recommend you do that. Again, you said the nineteenth at Ghost Note.
12: Nineteenth at Ghost Note, and
1: twenty-fourth um, at Scoot In. We'll try to make yeah. both those shows.
12: And then I uh, got a. Full band show in June. I'll be announcing.
1: Soon. Oh, great! Very cool. And the t- the T-shirt's cool too. I got snagged me a T-shirt last night. My wife really dug that one. Good. I got her a Jamie Lynn Wilson shirt. Yeah. But I, I kept yours for myself. There you go, man. Yeah. Um, but we yeah, we got. gonna sleep in it. Uh, yeah. So your buddy, to... your buddy was. He's trying to convince me to wear. He's like, you gotta wear it to the show tomorrow. And I was like, I don't know if I can do that. I was like, <laughs> I was like, I-, I grew up in the age where you don't wear the band shirt to their concert. I yeah. know people are trying to make that a thing now. Um, I, but, I don't
12: know. It doesn't bother me. Yeah. You know? I, I get excited when I see it. But um, it's always... You
2: know, He's secure,
1: man. Yeah. He's I'm secure, working man. on it. You know, again, <laughs> those midlife crises that come and go. Well. Um, but, man, seeing you live, that's... I love the record, but your live performances, I think for most artists, that's where the, t- the talent really does shine through. Thanks. I um, mean, watching you do change to close out the show i don't want to you know, spoil it for anybody but you got to go watch him do that song live um it really is something special and at the church last night you know it almost felt you know a little bit yeah. more spiritual than normal because of the, the setting it was kind of that was the reverb my sound guy was adding yeah that's what it was <laughs> that was the goosebumps i was getting i think i don't know i um,
12: I, I like doing that i don't i do it acapella mm-hmm. uh when i don't have a band it's it's fun to do it that way. I'm just and kind of
1: beat on the guitar. Yeah, a little bit. That, I try not to time. make it too
12: gimmicky, but yeah. I think it feels good that way.
1: No, it, it's so. it's awesome. I really like that. I'm going I'm not gonna ask you to sing that one, but we'll we'll play that one on the way out. All right,
12: that sounds good.
1: Um, but that's a good one. And you you wrote that one in place in Lano. Y'all have some land up in.
12: Yeah, but family's got some place in Lano, a place in Lano. We uh, my granddad bought back in the seventies from mm-hmm. nothing back then. Right. And then um, we still have it. It's still in the family, and and uh, we want to keep it in the family and. I wrote part of it there. I wrote part of it at home. It, it came after my dad passed away, mm-hmm. and so uh, it was. It took a while, honestly, for me to be able to go back out there after. He was sure.
1: Gone. But that makes sense. But
12: uh, you know, it could be because someone got. S- it could be any kind of big change that sure. flips your whole world on its head.
1: But I think it was Thomas Mooney who who compared you to John Prine in the fact that you you try to put a positive spin on things, even if it's a dark theme you're looking towards the light it seems like and so they're kind of you know if it was a you know dark moment but the the song comes off as a positive vibe right
12: that that type of attitude Mm -hmm. and it's something that my dad taught us and it's really it was he's constantly was hammering it into us like don't be so negative don't Mm -hmm. be positive you know right and i was just sort of raised that way there's really no reason there's a little bit of a positive spin and even and the last maybe thing not we, this russian thing, before we yeah, yeah right
1: i know yeah. hopefully that works out yeah. um, well but that reminded me your uncle was a part owner in the Spetzel I, brewing is my, that
12: correct my great uncle yeah great great uncle who's still alive he's 90 he uh was part owner in the Spetzel brewery and you can
1: hear his story
12: which is really interesting because if you're drinking a china bach right now in february this it's because of him and That's
1: my people, go-to beer. Brewing it year-round.
12: Yeah, the people that he was working with and owned it with, uh, they made the move to, they used to only have it. It was, a, it was a seasonal beer. Yeah, that makes sense. And they were like, everybody loves this one, and we just sell it all
1: year-round. Right. So. Well, thank you much for coming in, yeah. you and your wife and kid, yeah. for taking the time. I know it's not easy. Well. Um, so it, it means more to us than you know for you to, to share your time and music with us. I
12: really appreciate you having me. I'm, I'm glad that it worked out I'd do it again, man.
1: Cool. I, I told you I was going to keep bugging you until you came on. So I'm glad thank you, you did. Hey, you can always come back, too. Cool. Yeah. Honestly,
2: you know, please do. I would, I would love, love to have
12: you. I would love to. I'm all
1: right, good. well, we're going to go out with uh, the last track on the album, Change. Uh, so, again, go check out Tony Camel on all platforms and go see him live if you can. And catch us next week. you Cheers, have a good man. one.
13: as i walk through the valley there's a thoughtful old sound that's familiar and lovely has a soft channel ground but on the soul path cast the shadows of change and once again From the sights to the smell Seem to settle so sweetly And suit me so well But life as I know it Sits now in the past Ain't it funny how nothing seems to last Oh, it's cruel, but it's certain It's hard Endures, but the darkness won't linger, and the light shines strong.